everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully it will leave you saying, that was so good. On today's episode, I'm joined by Lisa Duval. She has been leading in ministry for over 25 years. She coaches young ministry leaders in self-leadership, and she's one of our staff pastors here at Christ Fellowship. I cannot wait for you to hear the wisdom that she has to share, and I'm sure there will probably be a few laughs along the way because she has been by my side for some of my most embarrassing moments over the last 25 years of ministry. Let's get started. Well, Lisa, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited about this conversation today. Thank you. I'm looking forward to this for sure. It's sure to be authentic, revealing, fun, maybe a little embarrassing. Okay, revealing. I'm a little bit nervous (laughs) because you have um, been along the journey for a lot of life. We've had a lot of life together. So we have done ministry life, mom life. We'll start over. (laughs) Okay, we have had work life leader life, a lot of life we've shared over the last several years. You have definitely had um, a behind-the-curtain view to our life. Okay, so I am slightly nervous You can do it. You can do it. (laughs) So I think I'm going to begin with this story that has been indicative of our friendship over the years, and I think it's going to set this up great. Plus, (laughs) I think the listeners are going to love this. So my little Lexi, when we first got here, she was about two years old when this incident happened. So I knew you about one year. Yeah. They were in, um, she and Jefferson, which was known as JT, JT back right? then, mm-hmm. were in class together. And Alex, now it's Alex. So she bit Jefferson and took a chunk out of it. I'm like, left indentions on his arm. So I was so embarrassed coming out, you know, with a um, lady who's letting me know, sweet nursery worker, that your daughter bit our pastor's son. (laughs) And so I was going to have this conversation with you that I was so worried about. And you were like, Lisa, this is going to be just one of many awkward conversations, awkward moments, awkward situations that we're going to have. And you know what, Lisa? Awkward situations make for lifelong friendships. And did we not know that that was going to be the truth? We had no idea that I was actually prophesying because (laughs) we have now been friends about 25 years and there have been like a lot of awkward moments along the way. But But there's hope for all of all of all friendships lasting yes. a long time. You can make it. It's yes. just going to be awkward. Press through. Yeah. It's going to be great. Just press through the awkward. So, yeah. hey, I am so looking forward to this conversation because you have had such an impact on so many girls at our church and even beyond the walls of our church. And I've, you've really been right there beside me every step of the way in different functions and roles along the way over these past several years at the church as we've been building this culture, this movement of mm. sisterhood. And, you know, we launched our sisterhood several years ago with this amazing event called Amazing with really just a heart and a passion that, that we wanted to see every girl, every girl of every generation We wanted them to be able to walk confidently Mm -hmm. in the call of God on their lives, to know who they are, and to be able to be connected in life-giving community so that we could be a collective collective force for change for girls across the globe 
girls that have lost their voice, that we could be a voice for them. And so that was kind of the heart and soul mm-hmm. behind Amazing when we kicked off a few years ago. But uh, I want to say, when I remember when you penned that phrase of connected, confidently connected to mm-hmm. each other, that we can collectively do something. And I, we can see that right yeah, now. Yeah. But I remember when it was just words on a dry erase yes. board mm-hmm. that had a lot of scribble scrabble on it. And mm-hmm. so it's been awesome to see this kind of play out. But my one of my favorite memories was the very first amazing event. And um, you said, pass, uh, you, you know, you were to come in and you go, Lisa, what we're going to do is we're going to have this event. It's called Amazing. I think we wore out the word amazing. Yeah. Everyone was mm-hmm. sick of hearing it. And we're going to um, we're going to do it in a venue that holds 500. So I love the humility that you had in that moment. It I was wasn't, like, do you think anybody's going to come? <laughs> like if we have 500 seats? That's right. And it wasn't a lack of vision because you had vision. Right? But it was truly a true sacredness and just for this dream mm-hmm. and this vision that God had put in your heart for the females of this house. Girls to grannies. And what I like to say is diapers to depends. (laughs) And so, um, but the moment that I loved was that the moment of all moments is how God just blew it out of the water. Mm -hmm. He said, you're thinking 500, I have a different plan. And actually that's what sisterhood has been all along is like, there's a vision for it. There's ideas and dreams, and then God just exceeds it. Yeah, I love it. I love when you said girls to grannies, because like for us, like I remember the very first time that we saw a mom, a grandma, and a daughter, all yes. three generations. And oh, we, we've seen that year after year. And when you when you see the grandma, you know, mm-hmm. rocking out to mm-hmm. worship and, <laughs> and, and, and the granddaughter leaning into the word, I mean, it's like, win, right? Win, win, win. It's just such a picture. And, you know, I remember at that first launch of Sisterhood, one of the the stories that I told there, it was a picture of your daughter, Addie. Mm -hmm. And it was this picture, her covered with confetti, Mm -hmm. dancing in a group of girls. And she was having the time of her life. And I remember when this picture was taken, right around that time, I had asked her, I said, Addie, what do you want to be? Who do you want to be when you grow up? And she said, I... I just don't know. I have so many gifts and abilities <laughs> and talents. It's just going to be so hard to choose. And in her nine-year-old honesty, mm-hmm. right, in that moment, I thought that is the picture. Yeah. That is what I want every girl of our house. Yeah. Gosh, why am I tearing up? Because <laughs> it's really... He's like 16 <laughs> and she's almost... But and the, the, the truth worship. is, she still, she still has that confidence today. Yeah. And yeah. I just go, that's what I want for every girl in our yeah. house, that they would have that kind of addy confidence to know mm-hmm. that God has placed within them limitless kingdom potential. And that's what Sisterhood's all about, calling out yeah. that potential in our girls. And so th- that image is just like impressed in my mind. One of the things I love about that is because you had set this vision before and you, before us of the sisterhood coming alongside, but it wasn't just you, although you have been a voice in Addie's life. You have spoken life over her, but there are oh, right? lots of lots of sisters at the house that have been calling her up, yeah. challenging her, speaking life over her, which again, she's, it's a beautiful picture oh. of just going, this isn't just Pastor Julie no. words. It's like, it's a calling up of all of us to just speak life over. I love it. Yeah. I know. It's That's incredible. why you're tearing up. It's okay. I know. It's it's so cool. So I love watching the daughters and the mm-hmm. and the, the young girls of the house step in, step up with confidence. Well, you know, at the very beginning, mm-hmm. we launched something called our sisterhood code. 
right. because we knew that we had to give language to all that was in our hearts to do. And and one of the the primary um, foundations of the sisterhood code is something that I, I love to talk about because you know when you think about the sisterhood code, we know there's a universal sisterhood mm-hmm. code, right? right? We know that that sisters don't let sisters go to the restroom alone in a restaurant. It right. just doesn't happen. We're right. going to go together. It's just even if we don't have to go, we go, mm-hmm. right? And a sister never lets a sister walk around with you know something on her teeth, lipstick or spinach on her teeth after right. she's eaten her kale salad. We're just not going to do that, <laughs> right? Or a toilet paper in the back of our skirt. Yeah. We just don't do it. Unless so, it's funny, but I mean, but unless, most of the time we wouldn't. <laughs> you, we wouldn't you, you have been known to break the code. I so have, just I have. Just, yeah. just for, the li- for levity in the world, you yes. know, I have. But I do think there's one other thing that, sisters do that we just should mention here is that we do we are the safe place to go to say do these pants make my bottom my bottom look big sisterhood code right this is not a question you ask no you men in your life no it's it's threatening right it's threatening but when you ask me that question i'm going to tell you the truth because i care about you right that's right and i'll say i'm up for the news yeah you can be honest yeah just be honest and and you'll say wear that kimono that's what you need to do (laughs) just put on the kimono and everything will be all right Right? So, <laughs> love it. That's we why. love kimonos. Just, now you know why I okay. own so many kimonos. Okay. okay. On to, so on to, on to spiritual things. Yeah. So one of the things that um, that we, we launched with Sisterhood Code is that sisters stay strong when they stick together. Mm-hmm. And I love this because it speaks to the fact that we have been created to be a part of life-giving community, to be a part of girls that are going to cheer us on and call us up and give us courage mm-hmm. to run our race, right? But we know that this is so much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. So when yes. you think about this part of the sisterhood code, what do you think are some of the obstacles that that keep girls from stepping into the thing that they actually need the most? Right. I think one of the things is we um, get in a mindset of that we're competing with one another mm-hmm. instead of completing one another or celebrating one another. I love the idea that we need to actually challenge ourselves to settle in and being comfortable with our own yeah. personal gifting, right. our own skill set, and recognize the skill set and the beauty of other sisters and celebrate those things. I actually realize, even in our friendship, um, that there are a, you have a different level of energy capacity. <laughs> so your your capacity and energy is a lot more than mine. I'm okay with that. I need to rest and take a nap and get in some lounge clothes sometimes. <laughs> and you're still having vision for great things. And it's okay. We have unique roles for you. You have a unique role and a unique gift set. That doesn't diminish mine. But mine doesn't. So one is not greater than the other. Someone's not smarter than the other. Someone's not better than the other. It's just that we're different. God has uniquely given yeah. us gifts I and purposes that. that are we're running alongside the same stream mission for Christ and right. purpose. But we can we can be different and um, and understand that we are uniquely designed. Right. But if again. Much easier said than done. So we have to. Know, it's one thing to to say it in our mind and repeat it, and us talk about about a podcast. It's right. another to actually yeah. remind ourselves. Right. And even sometimes I'll have to say when that that fleeting thought comes in my head that I'm diminished by anyone or mm. I'm intimidated by anyone, that I'm going, God has fearfully, wonderfully made me. Right. He has purpose for me that's unique to me. No one else can do it but that's me. Right. Um, but I can say that with confidence, not with like an arrogance, but with a confidence. And then when I know that, I can celebrate it in other people. So let's complete each other, yeah. celebrate each other. 
and not compete with each other. And then we know that we don't have to be intimidated. We can be inspired and um, challenged in a good way. I love that. You know, because competition is actually going to keep us from each other, Mm -hmm. right? And when you talk about completing, it's really about coming together Mm -hmm. that that your gift of organization and details (laughs) is a gift that I need (laughs) in my life, right? Um, So your your gift actually helps complete my calling. And hopefully Mm -hmm. there's something that I can do to add value to yours. and, And we can accomplish so much more together, mm-hmm. um, be a collective force mm-hmm. when we're working together and not not spending, wasting our energy. Right. Really, it's just a complete waste, waste of energy. When you said competition, it made me think there's two teams. Yeah. Competition right. is usually between two teams mm-hmm. or when we play cards. Right. <laughs> you know, we're on separate teams. Right. And so we're competing against <laughs> each other. Well. And this we're on the same team. We're on Jesus' right. team and Absolutely. Build Church team and doing life and championing each other and parenting and all the things, individual purposes and goals we have ourselves, we're right. like, we're in it together. That's right. And yeah. I think I think a lot of times, too, that um, a lot of girls, and, and I know I've been guilty of this, too, is that early on, I remember, I just need a friend who's going to be there by my side. And, and I just wanted that friend to fulfill my needs to kind of complete me. Mm. But it's not about wanting someone to complete us. It's about wanting to become that person mm-hmm. that's going to help complete others, right? Yeah. I think sometimes that, that we're looking for that friend and we just need to be the friend that we want. Yeah, Be the it. friend that we wish that we had. Right. And so I think that's love such, it. you know, I think that would, it kind of releases us, right? So right. we're not looking for something and looking, you know, taking applications, <laughs> interviewing for, for right. good friends, because actually we were kind of set up for friendship. You know, right. I think this is another thing is that God chose, God chooses our friends. Allow God to choose your friends. Show up where he is and start looking. Yeah. Right. Because it. that's where that's where he has that's just so an good. abundance of friendships so and sweet. mentors and girls to come alongside you. So, you know, at the very beginning of um, of sisterhood, we actually this whole idea of of championing every single generation that that we would be close to each other. Right. That we would, mm-hmm. we'd be able to create this this close community. And I remember going to a wedding of one of our young staff members and, and it was time for the dance, you know, mm-hmm. the dance party at the end of the night. And there were like two or three people out there. Jefferson's always like the first one out on the <laughs> dance floor. <laughs> there was like a little small circle. And then one by like one person would come to the dance floor and, and the circle would get a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else would come and they'd open it up and then they'd notice that somebody mm-hmm. else was coming and, and they, they'd make a way for them. And I watched this beautiful picture of this circle people that loved each other mm-hmm. were connected and committed to each other it was close mm-hmm. but it wasn't closed right and it just kind of gave me this this picture of what i really believe god's design is that we are we're to be close but not closed mm-hmm. and i remember um for us early on in our relationship that that we knew that our friendship wasn't just about us right that that we we knew that our our, our friendship was about fulfilling the, pur- mm-hmm. the purpose and the calling that God had on us separately, but also that God could actually call us to something together. And I've heard it said that the greatest friendships are not um, made sitting on benches, but but digging trenches. trenches yeah. And I think that that's another obstacle when you're when you're looking for the easy way out, mm-hmm. you know. But when you look for the friend and the friends that are going to to be on mission and on purpose, right. I believe that God's going to bless that. So. Yeah, I remember when I first moved here, before that was ever a statement or a thought or an idea that came out of your mouth, 
it was modeled for me with a relationship mm. with Robin Parker, dear friend of mine, for so many years, but she was first your friend. And you, too, were doing ministry together, had a lot of history together. And when I moved here, you invited me in. Mm. You opened the circle for me to be a part of that. That didn't diminish what you all had together. I'm sure you did things together. That was the days before social media yeah. that I didn't have to know <laughs> every time you did something without me. But I, um, but it was always, I was always included and include, mm. inclusive, and that is how it was modeled and it was caught, and now yeah. we're, it is something that we need to actually verbalize and teach so that we can get a hold of it, and I love it. I love that, because I think sometimes people think that to be close, you have to be exclusive. Mm-hmm. And so I think about Robin, who's still actually yeah. a dear friend of both of ours yeah. today, and we are better mm-hmm. because our friendship, our circle of friendship expanded. You know, when it. you came it's in true. and then others came in, and we even said to each other early on, said, hey, I just want you to know that if we're ever doing something together and you feel like you need to invite someone along, you have my permission. Right. You know, please, you don't even have to ask, but just let, you know, let me know yeah. so I make the reservation or get the extra <laughs> cup of coffee right. and I'm right. ready. But, but that, you know, it doesn't diminish your relationship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't subtract, but it mm-hmm. adds mm-hmm. and it multiplies. When I think about just our journey of friendship, I, I know that I wouldn't be who I am today if you had not come along the journey. Same. And I, when I look across this table, I see like an incredibly confident leader. Mm-hmm. I see one of our staff pastors. I see a mentor to so many young leaders coming up in the next generation. But I don't think that 25 years ago, 20, 23 years ago, when, when Lexi bit JT, <laughs> <laughs> that we could have ever seen ourselves here. No, right? never. Um, we were both just trying to figure out mom, you know, momhood, parenthood, raising kids. And when I look back, what role do you think that sisterhood relationships Mm -hmm. that you built played in building your confidence to Mm -hmm. be who you are today? Right. Well, there are so many over the last 25 years. And even prior to that, I can think of signature times that God brought other women and men in my life to speak over and call me up and and give me courage and encourage me Mm -hmm. to build my confidence. But um, one of the one of the signature times, which was well into um, uh, when my kids were entering into my older two were entering into middle school, I had a really rough parenting patch mm-hmm. there, and I actually was wondering if I am not leading this well at home, how can I lead in the church? And I remember wow. um, coming to you as a friend and as a leader. That was before we were either employed at right. um, Christ Fellowship. But I came to you because we were leading in different capacities, and I had been down in the rabbit hole of First uh, Timothy verse where it says, "If you don't know how to manage your family, who are you to be managing God's house?" You know, and I'm like, I can't lead, I can't. So I had really been, you know, taking God's word and beating myself up with it of going, "How am I going to lead? How can I lead with confidence in this season when I have some things in my house that we were really struggling?" And I remember talking to you about that verse and and um, it, it being a shift of going, Lisa, this may be a time to give different focus to what's going on. You're still leading. You need space to emotionally lead in your house and do some practical, tactical leadership in your house, but that doesn't disqualify you from leadership right. somewhere else. Right. I believe that was foundational for me in growing in confidence mm-hmm. that I don't have to have it all together. Everything doesn't have to look pretty. Matter of fact, if we're real, it doesn't because we're human. And if we, if we, then we would have any need for Jesus. So, um, but um, even later, that has served me so well of going, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be a, 
I'm mindful to what God's called me to do with my kids and my mm-hmm. husband and in leadership. But that really gave me confidence that I can lead right? and I can make a choice of leading, mm-hmm. of pivoting and leading the home yeah. maybe a little bit more yeah. th- in that season yeah. than I did in church. But I was taking care of what God had put in my hand. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love that. And I remember that journey. So mm-hmm. it just gets me a little teary eyed again when you tell that story, mm-hmm. because I remember the depth of what you were walking through. Mm-hmm. But what I have loved is to see the fruit that has come from that journey mm-hmm. because I've watched you lead so many others. Just so watched good. you take what the enemy meant for evil. Right. God turned it for good. And you've been able to walk with so many others through some really difficult times. And, right. and that's what God does. Mm-hmm. He redeems our story. And I love that. And what I think is amazing is how God has used that season of your life to be able to minister and lead others through difficult seasons and how God just doesn't waste our pain. Right. You know, when I also think about the fact that when I look at the moving picture of your life, that was one scene, Mm. one scene of an entire moving picture and how you have just helped so many be able to move past the one scene and run the race that's been marked out with them with confidence. And I think sometimes we get stuck in that scene right. and we think, oh, we can't lead. Right. We can't you know, do what God's called us to do. Mm-hmm. All, all is for naught. Right. But God has more. And thank you for leading so many others through that. Thank so, you for acknowledging that and calling that out in me all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, do you have any words of wisdom for any leader that might be listening that's maybe struggling with her confidence or struggling with getting connected in community that she needs? Yeah, I think um, a couple of things that I would say, I just think we all struggle Mm -hmm. with confidence. We really do. I mean, in different seasons of my life, um, before kids, during kids, after kids, all all in leadership and leadership in the home and church, sometimes our confidence weighs and um, shifts. And so I would say the first is build on what you know to be true. You know, Pastor Julie, you often say the truest thing about you is what God says about you. Uh, you've said it so many times and I say it's your quote. I'm not really sure if it's <laughs> not your not quote sure. or not. Yeah. But, uh, but sure we're going to ripped it from someone. <laughs> we're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. But it really is true. The truest thing mm-hmm. about me is what God says about me. And that can build my confidence. And right. so anyone listening to right. this, the truest thing about you is what God says about you. And he says you're fearfully and mm-hmm. wonderfully made. That means... I'm not a mistake. You're not a mistake. Right. You're not designed wrong. He didn't make an accident. He didn't, it, he did all those things. You, you should have had brown eyes. You should have blue eyes. No, you no. Were, you're designed exactly the way yep. God wants you. And he set you apart for purpose. He set me apart for purpose. All of us. And so the key is, key word in all this is you. You, you mm-hmm. have, he has his eye on you. Right. He has purpose for you. He has probably some pain and some challenges for you yeah. that are going to strengthen you, that he's going to build on. And so we can build on that confidence. So I think build on what you know to be true. Mm-hmm. Build on what you know to be true. And in this culture of social media, I have one Come on. secondary point Come on. to build on what you know to be true. Mm-hmm is minimize your social media. Now, yeah. some people don't have a problem. It's, yeah, the it's, truest thing about you is not, not what Instagram says about you. That That's is exact. Oh, oh, these are two points. The truest thing about you is what God says about you, and what's not the truest thing about you is what social so media exactly, says about you. Exactly, exactly. So in times when you are 
when you are not really seriously, practically, you're not feeling confident, yeah. you are defeated daily. I think it's a sabbatical on social media. Right. There's um, there's beautiful things about social media, um, awesome things that we you know see. But in times and seasons when our confidence is um, running low, this can be one of the most pain points because a lot of wisdom isn't used on social media. And most of the time, it's the ones that aren't using wisdom that actually hits the lines, the wound, the enemy speaking to us. And yeah. so we just can um, take a break on it. Yeah, exactly. When the enemy says, you know, you're alone, then social media says you weren't invited to that party, right? Yeah. So he just, it is amazing mm-hmm. how the enemy can align the wound mm-hmm. that we're walking through. Yeah. I, I think about the fact that when we, again, when we started our friendship so many years ago, we had no idea mm-hmm. that we were going to be running this marathon together. And when I think about the race that God marked out for me, I'm so glad that, that you were running alongside me along the way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I think about relationships like this, I've heard, not that we've experienced this, right, but right, I've heard right, that us. any marriages or relationships that, that go the distance, mm-hmm. there's going to be some hurdles along the way. And, mm-hmm. and I have said before that our relationship has been like a marathon, but actually I think it's been more like a Tough mutter race. <laughs> you know, there's been lots of twists and turns and barbed wire along the way, right. but and we don't have time to go into all of that right now. I think that um, that there are some things that we've learned along the way, and I've learned so much from you along the way. And a couple of things, I, if you've got a pen, you're going to want to write this down because I wrote a few lessons that I've learned. Because whenever you have a relationship, if it's going to go the distance, it's going to take some extra work, right? Right. Because I'm a little extra. I hate to admit it, but I kind of am. And so it is taking some extra extra work on your part. I know. And so as I, as you know, I'm more extra than you. You said, I I know. Well, no, no, I didn't mean that. But (laughs) a couple of things I've learned is that, you know, extra means you kind of go over the top. Right. And sometimes we just have to overlook overlook the minor offenses, meaning overlook the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for overlooking the times that I forgot to text you back. Actually, I didn't forget. I just forgot to press send. I just want to let you know that right, right. now. Or the time, I'm technically challenged. You know, or, or just, the, the, you you mentioned that, that Jefferson bit Addie, I mean, Alex. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, I can't even tell you the times that um, Jefferson, JT, pushed <laughs> Alex and ate her food. And, you know, you don't even tell that story. So thank you for that. Um, also, I've learned that to overlove, And you have taught me not just to love people the way you want to be loved, but to love them the way they need to be mm. loved. And you've been a student of other people. Mm. You know, you're, you're the Enneagram specialist. <laughs> and so you know what people's numbers are and not for the purpose of, of labeling them, but for the purpose of loving them mm-hmm. and finding better ways to That's love so them. Good. And the way that, you know, you know that my words, my, my love language is words of affirmation and you have just affirmed me time and time mm-hmm. again in times when I needed it most. And I've learned that yours is acts of service mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and quality time. And so I, I learned that, again, just to, to overlove, to overcommunicate. There have been times our relationship is complicated. You know, we mm-hmm. I, sometimes I've been your boss and at times, <laughs> you know, a, a leader and then also moms and friends. And sometimes we've pastors and sometimes just had to say, hey, I just I just want to just take off my leader hat right now and let's just put on the friend hat. <laughs> I just want to talk about this and, and learning how to over communicate. Yeah. And you have done this so well in times when we've had challenges and at the end of a difficult conversation. And I've watched you model this so many times. You've said, hey, I just want to open the door because this might take more than one conversation. So I want to open the door and ask you that if if there's anything that sticks on you or we need to talk about more, 
the doors open to have the yeah. next conversation because this isn't just one conversation. It's mm-hmm. not cur- a courageous conversation. It's courageous conversations. conversations. And then to overcome, you have overcome hurt, right? I've watched, you know, through the years, there's lots of opportunities when you're in ministry and trying to do friendship to get mm-hmm. hurt. And I hope that, you know, that you haven't had to do this with me, but maybe you have, but I've watched you overcome hurt and give friendship and sisterhood another chance. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people, they, you know, they're like, I've been hurt before. I, someone's betrayed my confidence. And so I'm never going to do that again. And they're missing out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we've said, have you, have you ever had a bad haircut? We've all had bad haircuts, but that doesn't mean we don't get haircuts, right? And so we get, I need a haircut, so I'm going to go get (laughs) one. But we giving sisterhood and relationships a second chance. So thank you for that. Well, that's so sweet and kind. And the truth is those are great points to write down because that has been my story for you too. Mm -hmm. There's been plenty of things that you've had to walk those same things out with me. And one in particular, all of them are true, but one is overlooking. Actually, there are six love languages. I'm not sure if you're (laughs) aware of it, but the sixth one, which is really my first love language is shenanigans is I feel loved to play jokes on people. Mm -hmm. And someone actually flipped my pictures around in my office this last week. And I went, Look, someone thought about me. They were thinking about me. They took this effort to show love. Mm -hmm. And so, so many jokes I've played on you um, (laughs) that I just, you know, I appreciate you overlooking and knowing that I needed to love you in that way. So I just thought I'd share one, just one. And so, you know, it was back in the day when free people had a lot of flowy tops. Yes. And um, you had some tights on. Mm uh, so high def, um, high def tights, high, high def tights, <laughs> AKA Spanx. <laughs> <laughs> and you left the restroom in a, a public hallway and your uh, um, shirt was tucked into the tights. So yeah. it wasn't really pantyhose. I'd like to exaggerate it and say it was, but it wasn't. But nonetheless, there was a lot to see and to be unseen. Yes. And so yeah. you were walking down the hall, but you were leaving and walking away from an office of a young man. Yes. And so I my back was turned to that. Yeah, so he could see all that. Mm -hmm. So number one, I actually I did let you know that that was the case. But um, what I didn't tell you is that I told you that he saw it, but he never really did. And I was mortified. You were mortified. And Mm -hmm. I think I let you go like 24 hours believing this. I think it was like two weeks. (laughs) That's right. And then I went to him to make it just seal the deal on how fun this was for me and what joy it brought me. Is that I asked him to just I said do this favor for me. When you see Pastor Julie, just call her Pastor Breezy. Yes. And so there is one of the many nicknames I have because for you. it was pretty breezy, breezy yes. back there. Yeah. And he never saw you, but nonetheless, it was a fun little joke. So thank you for overlooking my yeah, fun. Overlooking pressure. all the other nicknames that I didn't know that I had. Breezy was one of them. Ponytail, Ponytail. is another. And I, I'm sure there's a few out there that I don't know about. Yeah, but we don't have time for all We don't of have those time two. for all that. So at the end of every single podcast, <laughs> I'm going to ask this question. Mm-hmm. What is God speaking to you now? I love this question. I'm so excited about it because for seven years I've been creating work. God's been giving me a word. I think it kind of started this little trend that God would give you a word for the year. And so for six years, my word has kind of fell flat. And I'm like, oh, I didn't really see it really come through. But the beginning of this year, God gave me a word, release. And God's been releasing levels of freedom in my life over the last several years, lots of years. But this year, he had a he had a promise for me that I was going to see release, release of promises, release of 
um, new dreams, Mm -hmm. um, release of actually forgiving and disappointment or um, expectations that I maybe had for my family or for my life or for ministry or for all those things. It's just going, release it. And then even in my little sensitive (laughs) self, which I know I can be a little sensitive, um, I have actually had to release things that don't, um, of like expectations on myself or maybe what someone said that they really didn't mean. I'm like, I'm going to recognize it for what it is, and I'm going to release it and move on in strength and confidence. So this year has been such a year of release for me, and I'm excited about it. So thank you so much for being here today, Lisa. Thank you, Pastor Julie. Love Love you. We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.